0: It's <laughs> my
1: From Mondays.pop.com. It's Mondays with your host, Carl Franklin. This is Jeff Macyolik in the studio with Carl, Richard Campbell, Karen Greenwald, and Mark Miller, announcing show number 17. MicroGuga Yahoo Tivo Soft. Now there's a merger we'd rather not see. Mondays is produced by Plop Productions, providing professional audio and podcasting services. Online at com. And now, the first man on Pope Benedict's to-be-killed list, Carl Franklin. Ooh,
2: ooh, ooh, ooh. Good morning. Monday morning. Hopefully. If we get this damn show edited in time.
3: <laughs> How are you scary. doing,
2: people? Good. We're all here, aren't we?
0: We're all here. Yeah, we're here, man.
2: Uh huh. I'm here with Jeff Maceolik Hi, hey, Jeff. Hi, sound engineer extraordinaire. Hi, audio <laughs> elf. <laughs> and Richard Campbell out there in Vancouver, British mm-hmm. Columbia. Elf. Howdy, howdy. The half of the other half of DotNet Rocks. Mark Miller in Los Angeles. Hey, buddy. And Karen Greenwald right here in the studio.
3: Hi. Hi, Carl.
2: Hi. <laughs> She's just so darn happy to be here.
3: I am. I'm so happy to be here.
2: Yeah, you look a little giddy. I mean, I'm did a something giddy. happen that uh, that you're holding oh! back? Yes,
3: yeah. <laughs> yes. I have huge news. Huge. Guess who touched Will Farrell?
0: Oh, oh, no. Wow. <laughs> this is the end of reality.
3: No, for real. He ran in the Boston Marathon. And, and you
0: had to run up to him and give him a good tweak, did you?
3: I did. No, I didn't. No, it was totally way more sophisticated than that. No, but I did touch him as he went by because he touched my hand. So and, uh,
2: should Troy be worried now?
3: Well,
4: <laughs> you are getting closer.
3: I I, I did have my I, I had my card and I'm like, maybe I'll give him my card. But I, I didn't. It was kind of lame. But it was still touching Will Ferrell. Yeah. Well, it was pretty close. It was what pretty- more. Can
0: you complain about?
3: What more can you complain about? I was gonna in theory I was gonna run with him. I was like, I can do like a mile.
0: <laughs> <laughs> or not.
3: <laughs> or not. I was gonna run with him. But um those marathons, they're fast and I didn't want to like trip them up. So
4: That's pretty funny. So
3: I didn't do that. But he was running the Boston Marathon. I saw him in person wow. and I said, so it's, What's and I so s-
4: funny, Karen, is that is that you know that, you know, because he's a celebrity, the cameras are probably on him most of the time. <laughs> so if you had a decided to like jump out of the crowd and start running after him, Mr. Farrell. Mr. Farrell.
3: <laughs> well, and I to- Stop. <laughs>
0: just like that guy at the Olympics. <laughs> right. So and funny. I,
3: well, I told him, I said, I love you. And he said he loved me too. But I don't did, really? I don't think he's ready to commit. But wow. That was my big Monday. Did you say,
4: but no, no, I really love you. <laughs> <laughs> I really
0: Really. In a way that I've you just remembered four of. people in your honor. Yeah. I, can't,
2: I can't top that. Can you top that, Mark? What happened to you this week? Um, I touched Gerald Ford <laughs>
4: <laughs> in his coffin, maybe. Uh, no, I
2: know uh, no, he's no, not actually, dead. This was
4: a while ago. Actually, when he, I'm not sure. Is he? He's still alive, isn't he? I he's think still he alive. Is, yeah, he yeah. is. Yeah. It's just one
2: of those things that everybody thinks he ought to be dead. Yeah. yeah. Well,
4: yeah, the terrible. <laughs> all those terrible falls, and you know, right. right. So. It's a surprising that he survived. Yeah, that's that's about
2: it.
3: Why that's, isn't he around then if he's still alive?
2: Uh, because he's dead.
4: I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. How was your week,
2: Richard?
0: My week was excellent. A little strange, but it's been a lot of fun. I've been slugging away. Unfortunately, they, the cool high-performance machine I was bragging about last week has completely melted down. I have to gut it and rebuild it.
2: Yeah, you were having a little crisis during the recording of the last show in .NET Rocks. So what, what happened?
0: Cause it, well, it, it was starting to overheat. And uh, I think what it is is you know, water cooling is all well and fine, but that machine generates so much heat that the, uh, the radiator that I got on, it's just not big enough. I'm going to have to I go to an external cooling system for it. The thing that was weird is it's got a fan controller in it so that the fan turns up as the temperature gets higher. So while I was uh, playing with the machine, and I would get it to do more and more things, i like fire up Half-Life 2 or something heavy like that, and the video cards would get going, and uh, the temperature went up, and then you'd hear the fan starting to hit maximum speed. And then i look over, and it, it hit 75 degrees Celsius, which is like 185 Fahrenheit. So did you get the temperature back down? I mean, I, I did. I shut everything down, leaving the machine running, but I shut all the software down to help it cool back down again. But by the next day, it was dead. So something's cooked. Wow. And I'm going to have to, uh, you know, that's the downside to water cooling is taking the machine apart is really a nightmare. So that's sort yeah. of a project for this weekend. And I'll, I'm sure I'll blog about it so all you water cooling whores can, uh, <laughs> can cash in on my pain.
4: One of my recommendations, if you've got a water cool machine and it, gets too hot is grab an ice pick and start poking at those little pipes that are transporting the water and that'll spill that water out onto the stuff and directly cool it a little faster.
0: That'll help.
4: So if you see me, like you know, in the in the system, you know, admin gear, running down through the hall with screaming and yelling with an ice pick in my hand, just get out of the way because I'm headed towards those pipes, man.
1: <laughs> so
4: Jeff, what what's
2: your situation this week? I know you got hack sword last week. What what's the story with that?
4: Well, I
1: I uh, did a little more research on the hack, and it looks like um, it expects the machine to not be behind NAT, so uh, the hack was was not uh, damaging or anything i just not need effective to, yeah not effective um i can just terminate a couple of processes and i probably won't even have to reboot the machine um which and, is important yeah which is very important you know i'm up to like i don't know 460 at this point i don't know i haven't been keeping track <clears throat> really uh yeah so uh anyway <laughs> <Sure>. uh <laughs> while i was here uh last week and editing the show i was uh looking at segway dealers online because you know i was uh uh uh, very busy watching the files that uh, convert to MP3s. Right. Yes. <laughs> uh, anyway, and I did a search for Segway dealers and found that there's only uh, one in the state of Connecticut, and it's mm, about a block from my house. So, uh, of course, uh, today I went there, uh-huh. and uh, it, it, it's a Segway dealer, and that's really all there is to it. It's not very exciting. There's a couple of Segways. And, You're going to buy one with the knobby tires,
0: aren't
1: uh, you? Uh, uh, no, of course not. I'm not into that kind of thing. I'm not, yeah. I don't. I don't drive a 74 Batavus around town or Batavus or what the. Heck, what do you even? Come on, Richard. All I know is it's
0: a little scooter.
1: Yeah, it's a scooter. Um, but there's some other interesting news. Um, I'm sure some of our listeners were aware that uh, the 20th of April passed this past week. Um, it was 4:20. Oh, yeah, that would be 4:20, which, as um, as most potheads know, is Hitler's birthday.
4: Oh God, is it really? <laughs>
1: Why would Pothead know that? Yeah. yeah. What, what's that? It, all this about? is
4: really it's Hitler's birthday really on four <laughs> twenty. Hitler's, yeah, Hitler's really birthday is, is
1: really f- April twentieth. Happy
4: birthday, dear Adolf! <laughs> <eight dollar. laughs> and this is this is like a this is this is a complete coincidence with the the national pothead yes. holiday of April twentieth right? is the yeah. national pothead
1: holiday, or actually I the worldwide no pothead wow. holiday. Wow. Now did
4: Bush sign this. He was the one who signed this, right? You know, I don't know, if it's, I don't
1: know if it's official. I think that the prime minister of Canada was talking about uh, making this an official Canadian holiday, but uh, not so much in the United States. Um, but yeah, April twentieth—that's four twenty—is National Pothead Holiday, which I celebrated by um, having a headache, and that's really about it. I so um, I'd, right I'd, now,
2: there's a million potheads all over the country going.
1: What, whoa, what, what happened? That's what, cool, man.
4: Where? What, 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 what? Huh?
1: <laughs> yeah, so that was
4: Wednesday. <laughs> See, wouldn't that suck being a pothead? You got to wait 364 days between the time you last smoke pot and the next uh, time you smoke yeah. it. You should crack cocaine, then you'll be funny all the
2: time, like Mark no, Miller. It's, it's actually know, that
3: at 4:20 every day you start. That's yeah, but the- ah. April
2: 20th is also National. Yeah. More or less. So April twentieth yeah. at four twenty. That it, must have been smoke a bowl day.
1: Yeah. Smoke a bowl time. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, there, <laughs> was, there That's was smoke was pouring out of Manhattan <laughs> like nobody's business, I'm sure. Well, anyway, I had a pretty
2: decent week. I've been uh, writing a lot of code, working on a, a skin mm. API for yeah.
1: That's what he well, wants us to think. Sexy. He was actually celebrating April twentieth all week. <laughs> with my skin API. <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs>
2: is that what they
4: call it now? Is that what the kids <laughs> yeah, are calling very it? very good. So are you going to give give customers a, a, a choice of skins so you can, like, say, you know, hey, check out my new product with four skins included? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Actually, it only comes with two skins, but
2: that's very clever. Okay. Uh, sure. yeah. And, and the, the news for me, of course, this week is uh, Pwop is in the news. The mother company, Pwop, uh, which does podcasting services, we got a call, I don't know, a couple of months ago from a PR company in Chicago, and their client, Nintendo, was looking – was really hot on podcasting, and they wanted a place to dump a file, an MP3 file, which was a uh, – uh, 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 it was a recording of uh, a pres- the president of Nintendo's speech from the Game Developers Conference in San Francisco, and they wanted a place to put it. So I hosted the file, and we didn't give any podcast leads or anything like that, but we just hosted it. And uh, they, that little episode made the uh, PR Week magazine uh, story, like the front page or something this week, which I haven't seen because you got to pay for it and I'm too cheap. Um, no, I haven't seen it yet. But there is a page, if you go to shrinkster.com uh, slash 4VJ on Nintendo's website – they have uh, you know the, the news story about Mr. Iwata's speech podcast and a link to it. And the link, of course, is a PWAP.com link. And it was successful for them because they distributed that URL and they had like over 10,000 downloads by the time it was done. Wow. Yeah.
0: That's cool, Carl. Yeah, so that's, that's my nippy.
2: little brush with greatness this week.
3: Mm, I you brushed know? greatness too. Yeah, in totally. Well, and,
0: and and Iwata is a serious guy. Like you're talking about the guy yeah. around Nintendo, the whole Mario thing and all that stuff. This comes from this guy, right? Yeah.
2: Well, anyway, some other things that have been in the news that that I'm really glad uh, that this whole Wendy's thing is over. Aren't you? Because you know, like the the woman got arrested who found the chili. How found the finger in the
4: chili? I
3: didn't know this.
4: She,
2: you didn't hear about the finger in no. the chili. Carl right. I wouldn't
4: be so sure about this man.
2: R- really? You don't think it's yeah, over? Yeah, I don't
4: think it's I, I mean they they're saying it's a hoax with the the woman cuz they said uh they had two eyewitnesses that reportedly independently said that they heard her say that she put the finger in the chili. Oh but really? But I'm not buying it. I'm and Aliens? I've done some independent investigation of my own. You're kidding. No on this on the you- Wendy's chili thing and I I just give you an example. I think we have a uh, Jeff do we have a, a, that uh a recording I made earlier today? Welcome to Wendy's. Can I take your order? Uh, Yeah, I'd like to get a uh, five-pack of chicken fingers, please. You want chicken strips? No, I want chicken fingers.
2: Uh, Sir, we have chicken strips. Those are
4: deep-fried strips. I want chicken fingers.
2: I'm sorry, sir. We don't sell chicken fingers, sir, but we do sell chicken strips and chicken sandwiches.
4: Uh, Okay, okay. So what kind of fingers do you have? (laughs) Excuse me? <laughs> what kind of fingers can I order?
2: How about a chicken sandwich?
0: I want a, a five-pack
4: of chicken fingers. Chicken temptation? Chicken fingers. <laughs> chicken club sandwich? Chicken fingers. Spicy chicken fillet? Uh, chicken fingers. Ultimate chicken grill? <laughs> chicken fingers. <laughs> er, we don't sell fingers. <laughs> All right, fine. I just want a bowl of chili then. One bowl of chili. Anything else? How many fingers do I get with that? <laughs> <laughs> now, now you may think that that's the end, but no, I've actually done a little bit more investigation online. If you want to go to shrinkster.com/4vf four is in Victor, F is in Frank. You'll see what I mean. I went to the, uh, the, the Wendy's site to, uh, to figure out what the nutrients were in a, a small bowl of chili. if you look at the uh, nutritional worksheet that comes up there, you'll find a very interesting little entry near the right. In each small bowl of chili, there's 17 grams of fingers. (laughs) So I don't think it's over, Carl. Very good. I don't think it's over. (laughs) Very
2: good. And from that, we move on to a new segment we call The Week in Geek, in which I'm going to scour the internet and find the geekiest stories. The geekiest, absolutely weakiest, geekiest stories. And summarize them for you. So this week in geek, TiVo is rumored to be talking to Yahoo and Google in hopes of redefining the way that millions of Americans watch crap. Nobody knows for sure what is going to come out of these talks, but the world is watching it unfold. TiVo Public Relations Manager Tricia Bennington said last Thursday, and I quote, If you take the user interface prowess of TiVo and combine that with the reach and power of Google, the result will be a 10,000-fold efficiency in the distribution of crap to American viewers.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> With the explosion in the popularity of reality shows and now audio delivery technology such as podcasting, the future is clear. More and more fledgling companies are getting into the production of crap. And the demand for this crap is rising exponentially. Hmm. That is why we are teaming up with companies like Yahoo and Google. Every household has the right to download and watch as much crap as their hard disk can possibly hold. (laughs) When asked whether they had considered the impact on the human soul, Bennington said, the human what? (laughs) (laughs) The the soul? (laughs) Story number two, Microsoft to finally recognize Linux as an operating system. True story. Citing interoperability as a larger goal, Microsoft has promised that it will add Linux support to Virtual Server 2005 Service Pack 1 due by the end of the year. It will be the first Microsoft product to get Linux support. The announcement was made by Microsoft head Steve Ballmer during a keynote at the Microsoft Management Summit in Las Vegas last week. In an exclusive Monday's interview, (laughs) Ballmer stated that, quote, Microsoft is not an evil empire. We embrace all technology. Our goal is to provide the highest level of interoperability possible to Mm -hmm. customers. And if that means we have to snuggle up to a crappy little operating system wannabe like Linux, so be it. (laughs) (laughs) He said that really. (laughs) That was an exclusive interview, Yeah. yeah. Story number three. Microsoft, speaking of Microsoft, is getting ready to start something. Microsoft Corporation is gearing up to roll out a 15-month ad campaign for Microsoft Windows XP, showcasing all the great things you can do with it. It will launch in 11 countries with online, print, and television ads with messages such as Start Something Curious, Start Discovering Lost Cities, Start Feeding Your Brain, and the ever-popular... Start yourself on a lifetime routine of daily system upgrades so as to squash the viruses, worms, and spyware that infect your system. Not to mention the DNS faking worms that convince millions of users to give their credit card information to some website in China when they really think they're ordering the Da Vinci code from Amazon, but in fact they didn't <laughs> count on the fact that Amazon website itself might be a hoax, spewing tons of worms all over their hard drive so their PC comes to a screeching halt every time they load Windows Media Player to watch the latest crap that they downloaded from. TiVo Google that they really didn't (laughs) want to download, but they got free crap vouchers for clicking 22 times on a banner ad at some website run by a 13-year-old kid in Detroit who sits in his dimly lit, smelly bedroom smoking camels and making 50 grand a month by capturing click-throughs for TiVo Google and reviewing online porn for the United States Department of Citizen Surveillance.
4: (laughs) I saw
0: that (laughs) ad campaign.
2: I recall that. The new ad campaign also comes as rival Apple Computer prepares to launch its (laughs) next operating system, Mac OS 10 times crappier than Windows, which goes on sale April 29th. (laughs) And speaking of Apple, Apple Computer picketed for being wasteful. Demonstrators picketed Apple Computer's annual stockholder meeting held earlier this week, criticizing the company for being environmentally insensitive in its waste disposal policies and manufacturing. In a move that stunned the crowd, company chief executive Steve Jobs left the stage during a keynote speech to go outside and hold talks with the protesters. He addressed the crowd with words of encouragement and hope on the west lawn of Apple's corporate headquarters, one protester told Mondays that he pledged his resolve to reduce corporate waste around the world, quote, right here and now, end quote. After which, one of the protesters smacked him upside the head with a boxed version of Windows XP Professional. <laughs> <laughs>
4: This was an unopened
2: box, right? Aides quickly rushed Jobs away from the crowd, but his absence was not to last long as he returned within minutes, sitting behind the wheel of his two-ton Hummer with 4.6-foot diameter wheels. Jobs then proceeded to do burnouts in the corporate lawn in attempts to disperse the crowd. One eyewitness reported that she heard Jobs yelling at the protesters to hold still so he could, quote flatten their furry tree hugging asses unquote
1: <laughs> and that is the weekend geek ladies and gentlemen i don't know how i missed these stories i don't know how he knew their asses were furry <laughs> dude you got to you got to read the news man got to read the got to read the news
4: you have got to stay on top of it
2: all of these stories are factual and true i swear uh huh <laughs>
4: I was just going to say this, Carl, this is totally off topic, but one of the things I've noticed is that we get a lot of feedback from folks that listen that will find a point that they say, oh, I was laughing hysterically at this point, and then they'll be like, and then they'll say immediately after that, everybody thought I was fucking crazy, because nobody else is hearing it, right? (laughs) Like, how could you just said that? And we've had this other guy where he said he was like listening to it out in a grocery store, and he's just dying, and he can't control himself, and everybody's like, what the fuck is going on? I just like- I just thought I'd point that out, you know, just a little social commentary. As you point that out, maybe we
2: can do a little service for the guy who is actually in the grocery store right now. Hey guy, hey. Hey, do me a favor. You see that old lady right there? Just picture her in her underwear, man. Just just go ahead and oh, go oh, picture come her in her. You know you want to laugh, man. Just laugh. You're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> crazy, I say.
1: <laughs> this also <laughs> works if you're on a subway or a bus, and if you're in the back of a cab. Well,
4: yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're not going to call the Star Wars line this week. Maybe we'll call him back next week. But in lieu of that, does anybody have any sort of Star Wars stories or anything like... You want a Star
0: Wars story? Yeah. Our favorite laptop manufacturer, Alienware, is now making laptops that have Star Wars dioramas printed on them. For the love of God. Not that I think this is a good idea. You just said you wanted a Star Wars story. Here's a bad Star Wars My story. My girlfriend
4: you know. used a diorama. <laughs> <laughs> and that resulted Some in Mark Jr. Some people think it's funny. It was, it was always weird when I watched her insult, insert the diorama. I'm like, you know, I mean, that's like a pretty big bit of art you're putting in there. I mean, are you sure this is the right way? Sure. <laughs> Sorry, man. Oh. Do
3: you know that Hasbro's making um, Star Wars addition additives, things you can put on your potato head?
2: Mister
0: Potato Head, like Darth Vader potato. Yeah, Darth
3: Vader, v- oh, Darth God. Vader potato, whatever. Darth Tater, that's what he's Darth called. Darth Tater,
0: Tater, right? And Hasbro's also making a Darth Vader voice generator, so you speak into the thing and it plays it back as if it was Darth Vader. I love yeah,
2: that. That's. I want that one. All right. Well, let's. Quickly, quickly, quickly move to Girl on Film with
1: Karen <laughs> Greenwald, <laughs> oh, Will <Ferrell. laughs>
3: I have some bad news. What's up? I think I have to stop um, reviewing connection films because I'm trying Uh-oh. to get a children's book published, and I think if you review porn and get a children's book, I'm on some <laughs> government watch list. In? Yeah, the government somehow puts me on some kind of list or something. Uh-huh. But uh, but anyway. Not tonight.
2: That'll be a sad day in Monday's history.
3: (laughs) Not tonight. We'll wait. We'll wait till it's a little closer. This week, uh, I reviewed, I saw Cinnamon Presents Legends of the Karma Sutra. I was really inspired. Last week, I went to this yogi chanting thing, and I was really inspired by Eastern philosophy and religion, so I decided to turn toward the Karma Sutra. And before I start, I just want to say a little word in praise Of the 30-minute connection film. Because, you know, sometimes a girl just doesn't want to commit to a feature-length film. Sometimes (laughs) you just want to connect and go to bed. (laughs) And you don't want to get all caught up in the storyline. And before you know it, it's two hours later. (sighs) So I just have to say, The Legends of the Karma Sutra starring Christy Canyon.
4: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) She's an enlightened soul.
3: Do you know her?
2: I know of her, yes.
3: Just so that you know, the Karma Sutra is actually... All about arts. There are 64 Karma Sutra arts, and mostly it centers around being a good wife. So it, it focuses on singing, calligraphy, flower arranging, ability to distinguish authenticity of gemstones. But really, it's about how to be good in bed. Artful participation in lovemaking, um, et cetera. Banana sucking. Et cetera. That's actually <laughs> called the tongue massage. or
0: ah, ah, And often done the in the position of massage. the
3: elephant. Yes. Ah. Yes. Yeah. They're all – It was very, very enlightening for me. Hmm. Um, and part of – do you know that part of the art of being a good wife is posing as if you're angry as a form of foreplay?
2: Oh.
3: I don't know if you knew that. But anyway, no, I didn't. that's that's just as Is that assignment. like
2: smacking each other on the ass and
4: saying, bitch, and saying,
2: you asshole,
4: that kind of <laughs> anger? <laughs> There's there's something about my wife slapping me on the ass and calling me bitch that really you know (laughs) she's stopping for a moment.
3: I think you went too far. I think it's like cute pouting. Oh, okay. But whatever gets you, whatever gets you through the night, there, babe. Um, So basically, in the legends of the Karma Sutra, we see Krishna and his exploits and. Krishna the amazing lover tends towards the gopis and their and their daughters. And the gopis are dairy farmers and he goes from one to the other, but his favorite his favorite is Christy Canyon who plays the part of Princess Rana very skillfully. And um but and when so when he tends towards Princess Rana, he's no longer available towards the gopis. But I do think that in the legends of the Karma Sutra, Eastern philosophy was so symbolically portrayed, the cinematography so perfectly depicted everyone as one, that in one scene it actually seems as though you literally cannot tell one person from the next. And it was very, (laughs) (laughs) very spiritual. So I I would (laughs) recommend The Legends of the Karma Sutra to anyone, anytime. And 35 minutes, in and out.
2: In and out and you're done. (laughs)
3: Exactly.
2: (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Excellent. So... Without any further ado, it's the bit you've all been waiting for when Mark Miller lays on us all the people dumber than you as a public service, because you work with so many people smarter than you all the time, don't we all? He's going to point out a few who are actually dumber. Dumber than him, dumber we than you. we got a few dumb ones
4: this week, Carl. How you doing, Mark? And I'm doing okay. Story number one, man gives chick mouth to mouth. Eugene Safkin let his chickens out of the coop last week, just before walking inside the house for a cup of coffee. He returned shortly to find one chick, apparently dead, floating in a tub of water. But Safkin had heard about people being brought back to life after cold water drowning, so I was like, what the heck, I'll give it a shot. At first, Mr. Safkin (laughs) tried swinging the baby duck by the feet vigorously to revive it. Now, Carl, as you know, Mr. Safkin was attempting what's called what's known as the Miller Maneuver, a variation of the Heimlich Maneuver in which you take a choking victim by the feet and swing him around very fast. (laughs) (laughs) This technique, of course, relies on extreme amounts of centrifugal force. (laughs) You
1: know, this is actually how you stop a rat who's choking. You actually grab it by the tail and swing it around in circles really fast. Yeah, baby. No so joke. when the swinging
4: alone failed, Mr. Safkin tried alternating between swinging and blowing into the baby bird's beak. Then uh, one eye opened. I thought it was an involuntary response, he said. But then the chicken's beak opened a little wider. And then Safkin started yelling, you're too young to die. You're too <laughs> young to die, little buddy." <laughs> Every time I'd yell at him, he'd chirp, Safkin said. (laughs) Of course, what Mr. Safkin failed to realize is that the bird was merely taking a nap, kicking back in the pool, only to become violently awakened, yelled at, and then kissed passionately by a lonely human. (laughs) The baby bird now has an attorney and is pressing charges of sexual abuse in the workplace for unspecified amount of damages. So, Mr. Safkin, you (laughs) bird-kissing, chick-swinging, beak-blowing rescue hero from hell, you, sir... Are dumber than me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah.
4: Story number two. Hey, buddy, can you spare some change? Officers investigating a grocery store burglary in Appleton, Wisconsin, discovered that the suspects had done much of the groundwork for them. According to Appleton Police Spokesperson Sergeant Pat DeWall, Michael A. Graves, 25, and Stephen W. Sleater, 19, broke into a grocery store after it closed on March 21st. The two robbers in training stole nine cartons of cigarettes and about $758 in bills and rolled coins. They placed the items in a milk crate, but when they fled, several of the rolled coin wrappers broke, and loose coins began falling through the holes in the crate. (laughs) Our two heroes, of course, were unaware that they were leaving a trail. When a store employee arrived at the store the next morning, he realized they had been robbed and called police. An officer at the scene, inspecting footprints in the snow, noticed a few coins on the ground. The officer discovered more coins on the ground leading away from the store, and soon other officers joined the hunt. After following the trail for about five blocks, officers realized that they were heading in the direction of Sleater's home. Sergeant DeWall said at the time that Sleater was a suspect in an unsolved burglary that had occurred at the same store a month before. The trail ended at the front steps of Sleater's house, where police found more coins scattered on the ground. Graves and Sleater were arrested and charged with felony burglary and misdemeanor theft. Sleater also confessed to the previous burglary incident. What the fuck are you guys thinking? Why not just drop a map to your home, you know? Or plug a neon sign with a big fat glowing arrow that says, I went that way. <laughs> So, Mr. Sleater and Mr. Graves, you cigarette-stealing, milk-crate-toting, coin-dropping bozos from hell, you, sirs, are dumber than me. (laughs) Uh, Story number three, Scottish art student turns out to be a complete idiot. (laughs) <laughs> A Scottish art student who randomly vandalized about 50 cars as part of an art project said the owners should be happy that they were involved in his creative process. <laughs> <laughs> Mark McGowan, 37, is set to display pictures of himself scratching the paintwork of vehicles in Glasgow and London in an exhibition this week. He said he had keyed 17 cars around the Botanic Gardens in March and 30 vehicles in South London. He said, I picked two cars randomly. What I've been looking at are issues of property and linking it with art and performative action. I got the idea when my sister and brother-in-law's cars were keyed. Is it jealousy that causes someone to key a car? Hatred? (laughs) Revenge? There is a strong creative element in the keying of a car. It's an emotive engagement. (laughs) His work will be displayed on Wednesday night in a launch party at the Arches, an exhibition venue in Glasgow. It is the latest in a string of bizarre stunts by this postgraduate art college freak. McGowan, who has <laughs> described himself as the, the British alternative to David Blaine. Yeah, Carl, like we fucking need an alternative to David Blaine. <laughs> Nate has, he's, he's nailed his feet to an art gallery last year in protest. This isn't a protest against leaves. <laughs> the things on trees that fall. Leaves. What the fuck? <laughs> In 2003, McGowan attracted world media attention when he pushed a monkey nut with his nose for 11 kilometers to 10 Downing Street in a protest against student debt. <laughs> in the same year, he sat for 12 days in a bath filled with baked beans, with two French fries stuck up his nose and sausages wrapped around his head to defend criticism of the full English breakfast. <laughs> Oh, yeah, we needed that one, man, because, boy, that full English breakfast, it was under some serious criticism, wasn't it? And he's rolled himself along across London for seven kilometers, singing, We Wish You a Merry Christmas, to highlight the work of office cleaners. And last year, he cooked and ate a fox to draw attention to the plight of crackheads. The plight huh? of crackheads. Huh? So McGowan said of his latest study, "Hey, if I didn't do it, someone else would, and, and they should feel glad that they've been involved in the creative process. <sighs> so, Mister McGowan, you monkey nut, push baked bean bathed, leaf protested, crackhead defendant, car key and David Blaine wannabe, you sir, are dumber than me. Wow. Story number four. Turns out, clever American student is really dumb. <laughs> Professor Jasper Rhine lectures at UC Berkeley. Recently, his laptop was stolen by a thief who was after exam data. But the thief stole more than just the exam. The following transcript of the professor's lecture appeared last Friday. I have a message for one person in this audience. I'm sorry, the rest of you have to sit through this. As you know, my computer was stolen in my lecture. The thief apparently was after the exam. The thief was smart not to plug the computer into the campus network. But the thief was not smart enough to do three things. He was not smart enough to immediately remove windows... I installed the same version of Windows on another computer. Within 15 fucking minutes, the people in Redmond, Washington, were very interested to know why it was that the same version of Windows was being signaled to them from two different computers. You know, You know, I get this call from Redmond a lot, by the way. (laughs) I don't know. I just appreciate the heck that the people of Redmond are so concerned about me. But anyway, (laughs) let me go on. He says, the thief also did not activate either the wireless card or the transponder that's in the computer. Within about an hour, there there was a signal from various places on campus that allowed us to track exactly where that computer went every time that it was turned on. I'm not particularly concerned about the computer, but the thief Who thought he was only stealing an exam is presently, we think, is probably still in possession of three kinds of data. Any one of which can send this man, this young boy, actually, to federal prison. Not a good place for a young boy to be. By the way, if you're not up on that, by the way, it's not a good place for a young boy to be. (laughs) (laughs) I can tell you that right now. Without getting into too much detail. (laughs) You are in possession of data from a $100 million trial sponsored by the NIH, for which I am a consultant. This involves some of the largest companies on the planet. The NIH investigates these things through the FBI. They have been notified about this problem. You are in possession of trade secrets from a Fortune 1000 biotech company, the largest one in the country, for which I consult. The Federal Trade Communication is very interested in this. Federal marshals are the people who handle that. You are in possession of proprietary data from a pre-public company planning an IPO. The Securities and Exchange Commission is very interested in this, and I don't even know what branch of the law enforcement they use. Your academic career is about to come to an end. You are facing very serious charges with a probability of very serious time. At this point, there's very little that anybody can do for you one thing that you can do for yourself is to somehow prove that the integrity of the data which you possess has not been corrupted or copied ironically i am the only person on the planet that can come to your aid because i am the only person that can tell whether that data that was on the computer is still on the computer <laughs> you will have to find a way of hoping that if you've copied anything that you can prove you only have one copy of whatever was made i am tied up all this afternoon I am out of town all next week. You have until 1155 to return the computer and whatever copies you've made to my oh. office because I am the only hope you've got of staying out of deeper trouble than you or any student I've ever known has ever been in. Oh, <laughs> oh. so Mr. Smarty Pants student, you sir are dumber than me. <laughs>
0: yeah, oh man, in a big way. That guy is in serious trouble.
1: Wow. You know, he could have solved all those problems just by running Linux.
4: (laughs) Story number five, smarter than me. Boy takes bus to work. Three weeks ago, a 15-year-old Australian boy managed to steal a set of tram keys from a tram depot. Having succeeded at the key stealing part... And dissatisfied with merely having possession of the tram keys, the boy set his sights on higher goals and proceeded to steal two different trams on two nights, driving each of these three million dollar vehicles for over for over forty five minutes. Wow! Awesome. During one trip, the boy, said by police to have a tram fetish, collected about fifteen <laughs> <million> passengers. And- <laughs> like to see and, the psychologist explain that one at school. Sure. <laughs> and and twice used a manual metal rod to move track points and change direction. The boy told police he learned his track point slapping technique by watching drivers at work, but insisted that his special rod twist-o move was all his own. <laughs> <laughs> one passenger said the teenager treated those on board to commentary, describing sights along the way. Uh, Tram drivers never make these announcements. That's why I thought it was odd, he said. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that plus the fact that he was 15 freaking years old. (laughs) That was a little fucking odd too, don't you think? (laughs) The great tram robbery ended when power was cut to the tram line and police rushed aboard with guns drawn. Police said the boy was initially unfazed by their presence as he insisted that they show their tickets before climbing on board. Way to stick to the rules, baby. Cops are always trying to steal a free ride on the bus. It's about time somebody stood up for the rest of us. (laughs) Police said the boy should not give up his dream of becoming a tram driver. Detective (laughs) Senior Constable Barry Hill said, He's a good lad. I think his obsession just got the better of him. Yara Trams Deputy Chief Dennis Cliché said his company had a good recruiting policy and anyone suitable was considered, providing he's old enough. So, Mr. 15-year-old Australian boy, you tram-stealing, rod-twisting, tour-giving, youngster from down under, I say to you, brilliant! (laughs) Getting career training out of the way at such an early age will no doubt deliver the advantage later in life when you enter the highly competitive dog-eat-world, dog-eat-dog-world of professional tram driving. (laughs) So, you, sir, are smarter than me. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. I, I think
1: it's funny if this had happened in the United States, if a 15 year old stole a tram and drove it around for a while. In the U.S., the Department of Homeland Security would come in and shoot him in the head because he's a terrorist. Probably.
0: Yeah. yeah. A little bit of a different reaction. Yeah.
1: And from tram stealing
2: train drivers to toys, it's Richard room. the toy boy. Yeah. Let's hear about them toys, man.
0: Well, what can I tell you? It's a good day for toys. I've had a fine toy week, making collections all week long, and uh, I've just got an interesting genre of toys here. It's really, it's tough to choose. I sort of got this thing going. You know, I've noticed that I've really had a tough time with really dumb toys lately. Yeah. You know, toys have just not been that dumb. So I'd like to lead off with, (laughs) well... One of the dumbest things I've ever seen, actually. <laughs> okay. It's almost like it's got to be a gag, except that it wasn't actually April 1st. So take a look at shrinkster.com slash four Victor Kilo VK. We- now, I'm not quite sure what this site is, hmm. and I'm not quite sure about the links in it. What? But I do know... But this is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. Edible user interfaces. Edible user interfaces. And apparently huh. this company is going to make a device that drops stuff onto your screen.
2: Oh, that's and disgusting. You lick it off
0: for flavors. So it's tasteable computing. That's this, this
4: looks like a violation of my scratch and sniff internet technology that I've been patenting.
0: <laughs> Somebody's stepping on your on your patent there, guy. USB powered, of course. That's insane. I'm thinking that this is a gag. That's what I'm thinking this is. Because you've got the two products there. The bean counter where it drops jelly beans down to you via USB. And then there's the taste screen, which drips controlled amounts of stuff onto the screen to give you different flavors when you lick your monitor.
3: But you'd have to load it up, right? You have to load it with the different tastes.
2: I guess
3: hmm. did you
2: see the other thing that they produce which is of uh, the first link there you're in control slash you're in control you're in control yes look what this is yeah
4: oh I read about the guys that did you're in control this was Um. Th- these are guys at MIT yep this they,
0: is uh, uh, for women they did, uh,
4: this game that w- it was kind uh, of read about this a long time ago where's the, is the link on here
0: yeah, yeah, it's right it there. It was right on that same page there. There was a link at the top for urine control. And yeah, it's it's old. August of two thousand four.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were it, they were trying to market it. It was a basically the idea was games at, at at urinals, and depending on you know the way you pee and the direction you pee, that's how you control the the deal, you know, the game.
3: But it's a girl.
4: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're, well, you're obviously luck, man, some... if you're a girl. No, no, no. There's, you have to, there's, got you have to articulate if you're a girl. <laughs> no, Mark, you way. didn't see
2: the picture. There's a
3: picture of a girl at a urinal. With some kind of device, not unlike the Gopis used. But I don't understand how she's doing it.
0: This is not really a Japanese site, but I guess it's kind of a Japanese site. But it amused me nonetheless, and it's a hell of a toy. So I figured I'd share it with all of you. com slash 4VL. Victor Lima. Takes you to a website called Sushi Master. Sushi Master.
4: Oh, my. Art of Sushi
0: Robots. Mm. This is a company in the business of building machines that make sushi. Mm. I would lead off with a demonstration of the MSR 3000, the sushi machine. And Uh, the 3000 (laughs) stands for 3000 pieces of sushi an hour. Oh, my god. So that's,
1: I'm sure you've done the math. That's a lot of fucking sushi.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's a whole lot of sushi. 50 pieces per minute.
1: So that's just under one a second,
0: right? Wow. Yep. yep. Wow. Yeah. That's some fast sushi.
1: I want to see this thing.
3: Where would you have you to see be this thing go? To give Try out
0: the them. Mackie sushi machine on the left-hand side link there. So you just you
4: stick in live fish in that opening right at the top, uh, right? I
0: think it probably has to be prepared to some degree. <laughs> you just throw a fish in. <laughs> I was going to yeah, say. I'm I not think thinking throwing a whole fish in
1: would be good. It's like the Bass-O-Matic. Yeah, the bassomatic. It attaches itself to an aquarium. There's an
4: aquarium on one side. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fish. It, says it can even take in, like, live lobsters. <laughs>
0: yeah, can you imagine when this thing goes wrong, right? Yeah. Trying to find the finger in this one. Ugh. <laughs> All right, moving along. Another Japanese product. And this one, a pretty cool one. If it really works the way they're talking about, and I'm having a tough time believing it, this is an English translation site. At Shrinkster.com slash four Victor Mike for VM. Our friends at Toshiba hmm. huh. have come through again with a 24-inch 3D display.
2: Wow.
0: So you, you, uh, you give this thing real depth. And the picture there, you just be aware that they, on the bottom right-hand side, that item is actually real sitting on the picture. So don't get too faked out. But you can see the difference between what's a real item and what's not a real item. But it's remarkable how good these things look coming off that screen. Yeah, and a real effect of 3D.
4: Now I've read I've read about this with uh, you, you can actually buy laptops that have 3D displays that use this technology. They do exist.
0: Similar. Well, they're talking about putting it out there. But notice say, if you get down to the bottom, some of the high resolution levels, uh, 1920 by 1040. I mean, 1080. That's my kind of resolution.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, these uh, LCD 3D displays are really cool. It's like a ladder display. Very yeah. interesting stuff
0: little fa they're counting on the phase shift in the eyes to create the 3d effect
1: that's the best way to do it i think that's, that's
0: that's wild but it is aren't you looking at like a hollow display there all i'm waiting for is is uh you know a very young carrie fisher to pop up and say help me owe you on kenobi You're my only hope. <laughs> but she'll be naked right naturally oh wait wait carrie fisher oh never mind forget <laughs> Are that. those
1: donuts on her head i mean what's going on
4: <laughs> jeff you were thinking of food wars
0: Food Wars.
1: Oh, right. In the real Star Wars, they're not donuts, they're uh they're they're buns. cinnamon
0: buns, they're yeah. Buns. yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Total change of gear. Not a Japanese toy, because no Japanese person would be this stupid. Shrinkster.com slash four Victor November. Takes you to www.sportstuff.com and their fine product, the sumo. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this guy. Oh he is God. wearing an inflatable shirt that extends past <laughs> his feet. He looks like an idiot, and he's flying through the air holding on to a tow line from a boat. But
3: doesn't that look fun?
4: That's great. Oh, Wouldn't man, you do $119 that? $119 will get you this, man. That's awesome. A mere awesome. $119. It looks a lot it's easier like, than it's water so funny skiing. funny, too, because it's like, you know, if you were going to really try this, you'd want it at least to be, like, kind of camouflaged. And they got this thing, like, bright yellow and red. Like, hey, look at me. I'm the biggest asshole in the water. <laughs>
3: well, yeah. wouldn't you do that, though? Who would not try that?
4: Yeah, i try that. i
2: tried that <laughs> before i try the – remember on the very first episode of Mondays, I think, or maybe it was the .NET Rocks, where you found – I found or somebody found this inflatable ball that you get into and roll down a mountainside yeah do you remember that yeah I do this before I do that
4: yeah <laughs> you guys you guys gotta click on some of these pictures man click on the middle one oh, on yeah, the right yeah I did the guy's like God, for god's sakes guys let me out of here yeah <laughs>
0: I'm gonna die because <laughs> you know you're already bullet shaped. You look like a nerf football. You are a nerf football, and you're gonna hit something hard. You're gonna lose
4: the bottom one, man. The guy's feet just hanging out of it. You know these guys are not in here voluntarily, right? <laughs> <laughs> they just got a guy really drunk Prison and they said, "Okay, get inside the sumo, man." Oh wow! <laughs> then I love the one on top. There are these two, you know, <laughs> land creatures going in trying to beach themselves, right? <laughs>
3: What happens when you're not like holding the tow rope? Does your head go down into the water and you're Yeah, it
0: holds you upside down and drowns you. Yeah, right. God. That's
3: exactly what it looks like.
0: Because all the all the buoyancy is up on
4: the top, man. And you know what you know what else is funny? They don't show it, but when you're on the beach you're actually like one of those weebles, you know? It <laughs> <laughs> can hit you and you wobble but you don't fall down. You just ah. want
0: to fall down.
4: And everybody wants to hit you because you look like such a fucking geek in this thing, man.
3: <laughs> I kind of want one, I have to say.
0: <laughs> For me, it's beachwear that fits. <laughs> ah, there you go. <laughs> okay. Okay, two technology military toys. So take a look at com slash four Victor Papa VP. Defense tech. Yes. Fine folks at Defense Tech always have some good toys for me. Do you remember? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Do you remember the movie Predator where Arnold Schwarzenegger hides himself from the alien by covering himself in mud? That's yep. funny. And it blocks the infrared sensors so the, the, oh guy, the, the, the alien couldn't see him. Well, this is that stuff. This is cream that the commander's going to put on that blocks the infrared radiation coming from the oh, body. Oh, that sounds like a bad idea. Yeah. Well, I'm know. just thinking, yeah, you don't want to coach your whole body with this. That would be bad.
3: Like the Tin Man and the Wizard of Oz who got hospitalized for asphyxia- asphyxiation. Yeah, for yeah. for
0: heat stroke because he just can't get rid of the heat. But the same company that makes this cream also makes clothing that completely blocks infrared as well.
4: But the Tin Man was also undetectable by infrared sensors.
0: <laughs> 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 so that's the upside.
4: He, he actually did some work for our military back in World War II. <laughs>
0: And wow. just to com- just to not leave anybody out, one more military related product.
4: Oh man, and- I got to get some of that hide that, that, that does that also work on blemishes that Commando <laughs> hiding cream?
0: <laughs> yeah, Commando skin clear cream. Skin and fine removal for your cream pores plus hiding from infrared. Take a look at slash 4 victor quebec vq. This thing's pretty cool. It's just that the rest of us are never going to use it. What it is is a helmet-mounted GPS nav system, and the reason that they need this is for the guys Mm. who jump out of aircraft at high altitude and are falling through clouds and things and can't see where they're going, so they can navigate and coordinate their free falls to land on the spot they want to land on. I just like it for riding my bicycle. So when you bicycle off a cliff you know exactly yeah, know where, where i'm going to smack into the ground
4: you know hey, you know this is my Richard, hometown. The, the coolest thing about this site the the best information on here is about this sports themed porno called blowing the whistle uh, <laughs> cuz you know i'm in the market for sports
2: themed pornos right hey so if defense tech can say that and have the support of the united states government
4: you know don't you think <laughs> we should not be able to get a fucking sponsor right Carl?
2: <laughs> exactly what's what going, going on? on exactly what i'm thinking <laughs>
0: oh Oh, man man. all right uh let's see what do we want to wrap up with
4: it's kind of a relaxed day here at mondays today isn't it
0: oh Uh, this thing i like this is a good thing take a look at shrinkster.com slash for victor romeo vr now because i'm doing a lot of machine work where i'm putting stuff into drive bays i've got a number of different drive bay items that do stuff like fan controlling and, and give me connectors for my uh CF, but this Uh, one is over the top. This is twenty different devices crammed into one half height, five and a quarter panel.
1: That's insane,
0: isn't that crazy? So, top right hand corner, we got ourselves the LCD display that gives us temperature and fan speeds. You've got your typical earphone and uh, microphone jacks, uh, plus a a a, a line level audio. Got got SATA connection, Compact Flash, uh, um. MMC media, SD media, all those different types of RAM sticks, they'll all fit into there. Plus FireWire, plus USB, plus SATA. It's insane. This is really disturbing. Mm. This is a lot of stuff crammed into a five and a quarter inch bay. What they don't tell you
1: is there are no electronics <laughs> behind it. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Just a lot
1: can't of slots and, and buttons. It's buttons. just <laughs> printed on a sheet of paper. Yeah, right. <laughs> you glue it
0: to yeah. the front of your
2: computer. It doesn't work. Oh, this is just a piece of
0: artwork, sir. And nice. my special award for dorkiest toy of the week. This one special for my friend Jeff at shrinkster.com slash for Victor Sierra V.S.
1: Not to be confused with
0: Visual Studio. No. On the treehugger.com oh, site. I love this. The oh, wow. do it yourself solar cycle. <laughs> I love Now this. you see, this
1: this <laughs> is this is creepy because uh, I when I was going past that Segway store today, I was talking to my girlfriend. Yes, that that's the the proto lesbian shifty. And uh, I said, you know, the thing is if I'm gonna get a Segway, I'm gonna have to get a solar panel so I'm not charging it with fossil fuels. Right. And uh,
0: and here you go. Is an electric scooter that's got a pair of solar panels strapped to either side of it, which you know might have a little impact on the aerodynamics. <laughs> for
4: for the listeners out there that are don't, aren't at, are not at the site, this thing looks like a satellite almost. The way these, <laughs> sa- these these panels are extending left and right. I mean, it's like a giant cow catcher for you know picking up pedestrians off the <laughs> on the sidewalk.
3: If you have one <laughs> of these and you're a tree hugger, do, does it mean you have a furry ass? <laughs> <laughs>
4: Wow. Karen just said furry ass. I wasn't sure. Was she talking to me? (laughs) Richard,
0: fantastic
2: job as always.
0: Thank you so much.
2: Pretty cool. Wow. Pretty cool. And now to end the show, as we always do, Mark Miller is going to lay on us some names he's been called this week.
4: Mark Scooby Goober. Turd Twister, (laughs) ass zit popper, masturbatory master, (laughs) sparkle emperor of cheese. (laughs) What? (laughs) I said sparkle emperor of cheese. (laughs) That
3: was on pot smoking day.
4: Ah, I guess so. Sometimes I don't know what they mean. They just call me these things, all right? <laughs> Clown gobbler. <laughs> Two to go. Old lady armpit licker. Oh. Mm. And the last one. Remember this one, kids. Poo poo finger painter. Oh, yuck. <laughs>
2: Oh, thanks to everybody who participated in Mondays I'm Carl Franklin, Jeff Maciolick and the Sounder, Richard Camel in Vancouver, British Columbia Karen Greenwald in the studio Mark Miller in Hollywood Have a great week, love each other You know the rest